Hello, hello! Welcome to Movies Are Real for the month of July 2017. I am your host, George, and I'm here with Ryan Lance. That's my name. And Carrie Lyles. <laughs> you can wear my name out, I don't care. Okay, we ah. are a monthly movies podcast, and this is for the month of July 2017. We are a podcast where we talk about the movies of the month prior and what we're looking forward to next month. July was a month that was, I'd say, healthy with big stuff and some smaller stuff as well. Oh, I, at least I saw, I guess, one more smaller thing than everyone else, but... I guess it was the main month of summer with some some big ones and some giant flops with a, a thousand planets, some would say, of flops. I don't know what you're referring to, but... Spider-Man is what I'm referring oh, to. Okay. But yes, we're talking about the movies of July 2017, and we are opening with Spider-Man, which... Homecoming. As I said before we started recording, it feels like every time we record, the, the superhero movie is the first week, so we watched it... We probably watched it the week we recorded yeah. the last month's episode. Probably the same day. Probably the same day. And so we were here, and it just feels like five months ago. I, we might as well be talking about Spider-Man 3. I can probably remember more of that movie yeah. than I can remember Spider-Man <laughs> Homecoming. Let's, let's not ever talk about Spider-Man 3. But yes, Spider-Man Homecoming. I would say it is not a bad film. No. Is that a, a contrarian opinion? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Carrie hates superheroes, so what does she know? I just don't care about them anymore. I'm sorry. So, for those of you who are not informed, Spider-Man Homecoming is the third Spider-Man reboot done by Sony, but in conjunction with Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios saw, well, they had creative oversight, but it was produced in-house at Sony. So it's kind of a Marvel movie, but kind of not. Uh, like a gentleman's agreement. Yes, like a gentleman's agreement. Yes. Which I feel I feel like they might back off that agreement pretty oh, soon. Oh, it already seems like they are. That Tom Hardy the, fucking oh, yeah, that dick pic stuff. fucking ass looking picture. There's that picture. Tom Hardy took a picture of himself and it was like it was like monochrome and it was just like it was like he took it from above. Oh. So it's like when people like when people send someone dick pics and they're upset that you haven't fucking responded. And so yeah, it's a never mind. Oh, it's a thing. There are no dick pics in Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> the movie about a fifteen year old boy. <laughs> yes, fifteen year old boy gets superpowers and he has to prove himself to become a member of the Avengers because right. they're his heroes. He grew up with them a lot, like how we grew up with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except we were older. Fuck. But yes, this movie takes place immediately after the events of Civil War, where Spider-Man joined the Iron Man's team to, uh, I guess, not take down. Get beat up by adults. Get beat up by adults, <laughs> yeah. And so now we follow him, and he's trying to actually get in the group permanently and prove himself. And so we see him, not really an origin story of Spider-Man, but him maturing, kind of? I mean, being comfortable as Spider-Man. I guess sort of knowing that, like... If you mess up, it has consequences, and not to get over your head. It's the, the usual Spider-Man. They don't say with great power comes great responsibility, but it's kind of the same stuff. The stakes aren't that high in this film. But yeah, Ryan, you are probably the biggest Spider-Man fan. I like uh, me some Spider-Man. What? As Spider-Man liker Ryan Lance, what did you <laughs> think of that film? It was fine. Okay. I'm hearing a lot of like Marvel, other Marvel fanboys be like, oh, this is like one of the best... Like, Spider-Man movies and also, like, one of the best movies that Marvel has put out. I feel like we say that after every Marvel movie on <laughs> That's true, lately. But, like, especially because, of like, it's very ground level and, like, the villain is, like... He's not, like, like just out to kill everyone like every other Marvel villain is. Like, you understand, like, uh, his... Motivation? Where he's, his motivation, where he's coming from. He's played by Michael Keaton. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. He's it's fantastic. Really good. It's really good. 
He's definitely the best villain. It, yeah, and Michael Keaton is always Michael Keaton performance. But yeah, like I felt like Tom Holland did a great job uh, portraying Peter Parkour, Spider Man. I just like the thing that bothered me most about this movie is like it felt too like dependent on like the other Marvel stuff and like especially like Iron Man and like I don't care about that. I just like just keep just give me Spider Man. Right. And also, I fucking hated the suit. Yeah, so they gave the suit has sort of like an OS. It's like mm-hmm. it's like a super suit, like a Batman suit kind of, mm-hmm. and it's got like a Jarvis esque female uh, OS. And it does all this crazy stuff, like yeah. it has drones and like parachutes, and it can like he's like Inspector Gadget. Yeah, <laughs> and like I get why they did that because to me it'd be more like the really old comics where Spider Man could like make a giant. A ridiculous hammer out of webs and just like beat people to death with it except not to death because you know he's a friendly guy that's spider-man friendly neighborhood spider-man yeah. and like i get that part but like it felt like because the whole point of spider-man is like he's like this relatable like any kid and they kind of took that away from him by giving him this like ultimate suit thing and then like oh but ryan the trailer spoiled everything he doesn't have the yeah. suit the last end of it but, like yeah but like Still, like, most of the movie is him just being in situations where he would not be able to succeed without some crazy gadget that he just happened to realize that he had in that particular moment. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, not, like, using your guts and what you got, uh, what you've learned, like, as as just yourself. The suit is less of, like, just benefiting him and more of, like, his only means of succeeding throughout the whole film. And that, I don't like that very much. I can much. see that. He sort yeah. of stumbles him, his way to success. Yeah, and I get that the point of, like, the movie is like, oh, you actually don't need it because you're Spider-Man. But it's like, he did need it. He mm. needed it the entire time, and that's boring. And also, like, I felt like, um, in terms of, like, his, like, whole universe, like, um, like you know, uh, his relationship with uh, Harry Osborn. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Harry Osborn, his best friends, not in the movie. Right. Uh, both uh, Gwen Stacy and uh, Mary Jane Watson and the whole Daily Bugle stuff not in the movie and that feels weird to me like there's a lot of like cool side people Flash going. Gordon's in there Flash Flash Thompson not Flash Thompson Flash sorry Gordon <laughs> Flash Gordon's a fucking sci-fi yeah. fucking movie yeah. yeah he was in there and that, that was fun but like I don't know it felt like it was lacking a lot of like Spider-Man stuff mm-hmm. I don't know Carrie it was fine how'd you feel about the movie uh, I, I, I don't know it just feels like the same Marvel stuff over again, but that might just be my not caring about superhero movies anymore. But I feel like Michael Keaton was cool, and it I liked that it was smaller scale, and yeah. it felt like a neighborhood Spider-Man, mm-hmm. not a holy fuck world-saving Spider-Man. Yeah. Giant so blue beam was, in the sky. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the movie. But, uh, yeah. And I thought that some of... Uh, some of Zendaya's stuff was kind of funny, but also strange. I don't know what they were trying to say because, like, she was she was protesting while wearing a Sylvia yeah, Plath t-shirt, like, okay. and I was like, "Oh, she's a woke teen." I yeah, see. I was like, I, exactly. I was like, I couldn't tell. Like, I, I can't tell. Like, is, is it ironic? Like, I couldn't tell. I can't tell. Yeah, I, yeah, totally. Michael Keaton was good. Yeah. Um. I I I think at the moment I was I really liked. It. I think I think it's the best Spider-Man movie personally. But that, I, I'm not over the moon. Over, I, I don't know. I don't think any of the Spider movies are good. Like even like even the first. I think the second one's well written. Yeah. Uh, and the performances are good. Alfred Molina's really good the, in it. The first one, the first Spider movie, like it's ridiculous and it hasn't aged well. But like I still love it. Yeah, I like it just because like it's yeah. it feels very like of its time and like fun. I like it the same way I like Pokemon the first movie and the Ninja Turtles <laughs> movie. Like it's stuff from my, it's like relics from my childhood and it's. 
I don't know. And, like, it's kind of charming in, like, the ways where it's, like, that's stupid. William Defoe's performance is just fantastic. <laughs> he it, is perfect. And anytime William Defoe shows yeah. up, I'm like, yep. Uh, yeah, I think Tom Holland does a very good job as Peter Parker. Uh, I, I wasn't as annoyed with him as I thought it was because I was really annoyed with him in Civil War as <laughs> Spider-Man. He was just... I mean, Spider-Man wisecracks, but I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way in Civil War. And I think here he's a lot better at that. Uh, I think uh, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May is pretty good. They kind of just make she's kind of just there to make jokes about how hot she is. I like how they like tried to like grandma her up in the movie. Yeah, like, they her did. Big glasses and like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they still made like those weird jokes of like everyone wanted to date her. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, you touched on like how a lot of the staples aren't here, and I think that's the biggest thing of this movie. This movie takes some liberties with that. There isn't yeah. the expected people aren't in this, uh, and the, like I get know. why they didn't do that because they don't want it to be like too similar to the other themes and like reuse old aspects of themes that have been like done before. But like those themes, like at least to me as like a huge Spider-Man fan, feel essential to his character, and like they're just never touched on at all. Like. I don't know. Like, we don't even, like, get, like, a reference to, like, Uncle Ben right, like, in the movie. No. And that's, like, the whole reason he's not using his powers to, you know, peek on girls changing in the locker room and, like, doing, like, good things because that was his inspiration. But he's not, like, mentioned at all. And, like, I get, I don't want to see him die again. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But, right, like, sure. His, like, influence on his character isn't there. It feels like his only influence is this, like, asshole billionaire who, like, happened to pick him up off the streets just because he can do all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as Spider-Man movies go, it's all it's pretty it good. It is like it does a lot of awesome things. It's way better than I expected and... it. There's not as much Iron Man as I as I expected as well, which is good. There's still enough that it's kind of like, eh, why? Okay, whatever. But yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know if it's just because of the distance. I think I was a lot hotter on it walking out. Maybe I wasn't. I can't remember. It's been so long. You really liked it coming out if I remember. Correctly. I think so as well. But I th- feel the same way about every Spider-Man movie. So I don't know. Like I walked out of Spider-Man two being like, yeah, that was pretty good. I still I like think that. it's. I think I still think it's pretty all right. Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah, right. it's all right. Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are pretty good together. They are pretty good. Do we have anything else to say about Spider-Man? Spider-Man yeah. Three is bad, but <laughs> hot take. Hot do you want to on the Do you want to on the spot stack rank the Spider-Man movies, Ryan? Oh Jesus! Do it. I'll give you some time. Let me uh, tell you about here. Spider-Man Three is all right. I think all the stuff with the Sandman is pretty bad and, and melodramatic, and I don't give a fuck. But I think the rest is cheesy in a way that I can enjoy. All right, so. Spider-Man Two, I'd say is the best one. Spider-Man Two, number one. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go Spider-Man One, number two. Okay. Probably Spider-Man Homecoming. Number three. Yep, I'd say that top uh, tier. So, so now we got. Uh, then uh, probably Amazing number four. Okay. Amazing two, two number and five, then and Spider-Man three, number last because it's terrible. So is there a degree of, for you? Is there a degree of separation between two and three? Like, is there an empty space there? They're like, something, like, yeah, in between those No, like, I'm not one of those people who's like, Spider-Man 3 never happened. Yeah, I I bleached it from my memory. Like, no, it happened. And it was, because, like, I remember it at the time, and I loved it. Yeah, me too. It was just, like, when I watched it, like, as a teenager, it was, like, it's like that moment where, like, they take, like, the nostalgia glasses away from you, and you're just like, oh, no, the thing I loved is actually terrible. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, find out your childhood, like, hero is, like, some asshole and yeah, like, it's yeah. just. Eh. Anyways, Spider Man. Spider Man. Let's let's get away from spiders and talk about something a little more exciting. Ape monkeys. Monkeys. Everyone's favorite. Everyone in this room loves monkeys and apes, especially those who are sentient and have entire film franchises based on them. <laughs> War of the Planet of the Apes, the third in the rebooted Planet of the Apes series, the second directed by Matt Reeves. I didn't walk know walking into it that this was going to be a conclusion. 
but at the end of it, it seems pretty clear that they're ending it, especially since the movie didn't I do think, great. I think they talked about like a fourth one. Yeah. But like as far as like this story, this is like it. Right. Uh, so yeah, we continue. It's a continuation from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, where we saw pretty much like right where Dawn let off, right. except a few months later, where uh, basically a war is occurring between uh, the ape colony and the humans. The humans hate the apes because they're blaming them for like the virus that mm-hmm. uh, eradicated mankind, and the apes wanting to stop the humans because they're trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. And then, very simple, right? And then we see that the humans make some moves. Uh, I don't know. Is this a spoiler? Because I guess the trailers don't make it completely clear what's the main motivation for Caesar in this film. Ah, we oh, all, we usually spoil yeah. movies on this, right? Uh, yeah. If you listen to this podcast, I I feel like yeah. So spoilers for the War of the Planet of the Apes. But the motivation for this movie, the humans finally make some strides in their battle against the apes, and they kill Caesar's uh, family when they were trying to kill him. And now Caesar's really pissed and wants vengeance, and so he's gonna go find Woody Harrelson and his group and kick some butt. And then his fucking vengeance leads to his downfall, and then his entire tribe is taken, whatever the heck. And so now we see a point, and then we learn a, a sort of thing that sort of connects it to the original Planet of the Apes, in a way, I guess. Well, they, they say, like, how did the human like, the humans were, like, lost, but they're still humans, so what happened there? And then we learn that the simian flu also was making humans sort of regress, yeah, it, the simian flu kind of, like, evolved, and now mm-hmm. it's making the humans, like, how apes used to be. Mm-hmm. And they talk and, like, their intelligence is down, which is how humans were portrayed in the original. Exactly, so that makes kind of sense. And then Woody Harrelson, and Woody Harrelson goes renegade from all the other uh, human groups and is deciding he's fucking not fucking around. He's a loose cannon. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that movie. He's and... a cop who doesn't play by the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Except we don't like them. So, maybe, again, I feel like this podcast is nice because, again, every time I have actually time to reflect and be like, hmm, how do I feel about it? And I, I think I was a lot, I don't think I was over the moon uh, when I walked out of this. Uh, I think it's a good apes movie. I don't think it's as good as Dawn. I think it's very heavy-handed at points. Uh, specifically, there's a moment where the characters are walking through this sewage system, and on the wall, it graffitied is Apocalypse Now. Hell <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, and I was like, okay, what? All right, cool. Uh, a lot of a lot of writing on, in this movie. Monkey yeah, killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty not great. Uh, uh, I don't remember the rest. I think of the them. monkey killer was, was cool, to... but they kept doing it. like every one of those soldiers had some dumb monkey killer <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. How can we amp up the tension? Someone graffitied the wall because yeah. they're so mad. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty bad. How how do everyone? How does everyone else feel? Carrie, you're not a fan of the apes no, movies. They're boring, <laughs> <laughs> and so, I don't care. So not a fan of this one either. Oh. Oh, okay. And do you have any principal bullet point complaints of this about it? Uh, well, it's uh very generic. Yes, it is. And, yeah, you can see that. They tried to throw in emotional moments that had no basis. Like when the little spoilers, when the little yeah. girl uh right, there's sees this her right. father killed, right. she doesn't cry. And then when the monkey puts yeah. a flower behind her ear and yeah. she's like, Oh, I like you and then two minutes later that same monkey who we had never interacted with before is dead now and she sobs for this yeah monkey. that's what i said but i mean i guess that could be chalked up to, to her, her virus and yeah. now she sees herself as a monkey so i guess that's 
a point that they were trying to make, mm-hmm. but I just didn't. And she's named after the female lead of Planet of the original yeah. Planet of the Apes of her oh. character. Um, but again, no, uh, this movie made yeah. the same choice that Logan made, which I enjoy, which is don't give the kids any lines. <laughs> then, then they're better. But she just kind of had a dumb look on her face the entire movie. Mm-hmm. But and that the she was a the, monkey. <laughs> oh right, and uh, the bad ape, the funny monkey. Oh yeah, he right. There is a, a se- yeah. There's an he ape. Was not a funny monkey. Yeah, there's an ape who's like the comedic relief is like uh, the burden of that is put upon, and he's from a zoo. He's socially inept. He yeah, he's socially inept, and he's not. He doesn't know how binoculars work. Oh yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know. It got it got fun near the end when uh shit started shit started flying at the at the at the camp, but yeah. But you know, uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts before we get into I'm, the specifics? I'm a, I'm a pretty good, fi- pretty big fan of these monkey movies. You know, I liked the original uh, Planet of the Apes. Uh, I liked Rise quite a bit. Like it, it got a lot better towards the end, and then like I loved Dawn of Planet. Yeah, Dawn's great. It was great. I like Dawn, and personally. I liked this a lot. It wasn't like it like like you. I didn't think I like it more than Dawn, but I think it does a lot that is like good especially in like wrapping up like the story for this character uh kind of like connects all the loose ends with him and it's like an interesting transition with like all these movies like feeling like so different especially uh who he is in each one so mm-hmm. I, I yeah i get that. that i respect that about the i can see that movies he does go through arcs in those movies yeah. it's true and he's a monkey carrie he's a monkey and he's going through personal turmoils like we humans do wow. but yeah there are very a carrie lot of him <laughs> there are a lot of heavy-handed <laughs> moments like carrie mentioned where the, the ape died and then the flower or that they very this movie has a lot of slavery sub uh, subtext and i mean even subtext it's kind of just there actually (laughs) i don't know how i feel about it because one it's very easy and two like ape is usually like a sort of racist allegory folks have used for black people so i was questioning that part as well but there's this because there's a moment where because the caesar like his vengeance gets the better of him and then his whole tribe gets captured and so they're forced to work on this wall for uh well fuck i lost his name woody harrelson i was gonna say charlton henston i was like no that's the other that's the other movie uh but yeah and then he's all like oh no i will not work and then everyone follows him like yeah fuck this and then they whip him to teach him i was like okay come on man i mean to be fair the original planet of the apes also totally yeah it it absolutely like i think that's why like i let that skip by that's true it like feels so much like those that movie. Yeah, totally. Actually, that that's a good point, and I guess that in a way it is calling back to that. Uh-huh. Uh, but for some reason, I wasn't in that mindset at the moment. I was just like, okay, yeah, and I get and the fucking it all the all jokes connects, George. It all it all comes together. Yeah, sure. It all comes together in the end. Uh, These damn dirty avalanche. Oh yeah, that avalanche <laughs> came out of no. Avalanche was like just kind of there to make sure they get out of there. Yeah, I love when avalanche is the catalyst. Right. Yeah. After the go. after the climax with Wade Harrelson's group, they just kind of have an avalanche to make sure the apes get out of there cleanly, and yeah, it's not. And then the apes survive by getting on top of the trees and. Because they're apes. Because they're apes, and that's why they're better than humans. Because uh, they can survive avalanche. I feel like specific. Like stupid humans. I feel like really in this movie, we really just fucking totally spoiled it more than oh, usual. No. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It's a. It's. A, I think it's a good conclusion. Uh, I. It, 
it's still pretty good. I would say these are three solid movies. One of them is really great, in my opinion, I think. Uh, I just I just think it's cool how, um, no matter what Carrie says, I think, depending on, like, what the source material is, I think this is, like, a really, like, cool, nice trilogy of films. Yeah, I think so as well. I think so as well. Out of something that is pretty, like, pretty stupid. Yeah, it's and, like, pretty stupid. you could stupid. say that th- these movies are pretty stupid, because, like, yeah, talking monkeys. <laughs> that's totally what I thought. That's what I thought of with Rise. I'm surprised like that took off because it's like it's a movie about talking monkeys, and it's just yeah. like it feels like there's a time and a place, and they made it work. Uh, it helps. Yeah, I think especially with that one is what helped was they really like took their time developing into that. Yeah, I mean like the ending just kind of like threw all that out the window. Yeah, and then Dawn. All the monkeys can like talk and like yeah. kill people. Now. And then starting from Dawn and to the, they really gave Andy Circus like all right, this is your movie, fucking own it, and he, he's great. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's done. Uh, I that's thought... war. Or war, sorry. War for that planet of those apes. Yeah, and it's now Planet Speaking of the Speaking of apps! Emoji movie. We didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, Planet of the Apps. There's a TV show called Planet of the Apps, and uh, I hate that's it. That's disgusting. I hate it. Uh, speaking of war, <laughs> Dunkirk is a movie... Oh, it is. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Let me tell you about He's him. He's back, baby. Remember that time I confused Hans Zimmer for... Who did I confuse him Skrillex. Movie? Skrillex. That's what I confused him for. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Those are two uh, very different people. Yeah. Uh, That's who you talk to. Yeah. 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 In Dunk- certain circles. <laughs> but yes, Christopher Nolan's next movie, Dunkirk. It, we saw it. It's pretty good, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Dunkirk is a movie about the Battle of Dunkirk. The Battle of Dunkirk. Trying to get the soldiers that are abandoned on well not well, kind of abandoned on They're there. like kinda of like on like the beach of this island uh city and um and They're very close to the they're mainland. They're very close to the mainland and basically they're being outnumbered by uh the the, tr- the enemy troops and they basically just, just have to French. get the fuck out of there. Yeah. But, but then they could but they couldn't allocate the resources to get them out of there and so then it was there the military asked the so citizens at the mainland to get over there and try and rescue them well and they were just supposed to send their boats but then the one guy was like i'm going yeah basically uh the the movie like falls around three different like groups there's mm-hmm. like these three soldiers who are like part of this war and they just they just want out they do not want to be there mm-hmm. and, like, you know what I get it. It was very much like they're the kids. Like, yeah. You don't need to explain to me why you don't want to be here. Like, they're like young kids who, like, got. Oh, yeah. They just got the bad roll of the die. Like, 19, 20 something kids. Uh, The second group is the mainland people. Mm -hmm. Uh, This old dude uh, and two uh, younger kids. I think it was his son. I think. Yeah, it was his son. And then I think the. No, the other one was like a friend. It was like like someone who, like. A little orphanage boy. I think so. I think so. He mentioned his parents though, because he was well, like, "I wanted them to be proud of me." But they're dead because I'm an orphan. I remember that line. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, that, nothing happens to me at the Battle of Dunkirk. But yeah, and then there's and then, uh, Tom Hardy. Uh, and uh, his group of airmen are. But it's mostly Tom Hardy. It's mostly Tom Hardy. And he wears a mask. Uh, yes. <laughs> and all these three groups are connected, but their their time the timeline's all messed. Yeah. And that's like the that's where I was like, how is this a Christopher Nolan movie? Took me too long to yeah. realize. Me too. While I was watching the movie, I was like, like what? what's going on? Uh, yeah, it's not very. Yeah, it, it it hopes that you can figure it out yourself. It hopes that you're not a dumb ape. But oh, but yeah, that's a callback to the last movie we talked about on this podcast. Right, right. I'm trying to talk about the one that's Kirk. the one that's in the farthest is the three boys on the beach, and the one that's in the middle is the guys who, in the boat, and the one that's kind of like current esque is Tom Hardy. Yeah. 
Um, and then we see them go through all this stuff until their timelines finally meet, but not in the movie, but you know, in our in the the movie storyline when everything comes together and then it wraps up. Um, so yeah, it doesn't follow a three act structure, and I'd say it helps it a shit ton. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this movie is fantastic. It's pretty great. Are you guys fans of war movies? No, I'm uh, not a. Fa- and that yeah, was the, me neither. And that was the thing. Like walking out, I was like, God, that was great. But also, like, I don't know what's been done in the genre, so I don't know how much how great is this movie? Because like I feel like every war movie I've seen has felt very like like heavy handed. Like it's trying to like poke you. It's like, war, right? It's this is war. War never changes. Yeah. You're trying too hard. Like I get it already. Like yeah. it's war, and I feel like this movie did a good job of like explaining it with like how the characters just like they don't want to go back. We don't always need to see what's happening on the battlefield right. because the, like you can like see in their eyes. Like, yeah, because they don't talk a lot. The characters yeah. don't talk a lot. They just act, and you can just feel you can just feel like they don't never wanted any of this, and it's it's really well done. Um, the pacing is. Very because it doesn't follow that three X structure, and we're jumping off from these timelines. It always feels fast, and something is always happening, and it's always interesting. Um, yeah, man, I don't. I like the performance. There's not. Mu- I feel like the most performances you get out of uh, the, the people on the boat, the uh, the old yeah. man and his son and his friend or orphan and boy the, uh, neighbor, and, uh, uh, man they pick up on Killian Murphy. Killian, Killian Murphy. Murphy. Killian kids Murphy. <laughs> Who was also, uh, who's, <laughs> who's also sort of in the timeline, but he, you never understand how he got. I didn't. Did they did they show how he got from that raft to where they found him? Oh, I don't think they did. I, I don't remember that because that's the I thing. I think he was just there. So we just assumed that the raft got fucked over and then we just I, found him. I, I think so. I, yeah. I wanted to see this again, just to try and sort right. it all out, but I didn't get a chance to. But yes, it's really good. The music is fantastic. I love like just like. I know uh, it was all filmed on like actual film, not digital. Right, because that's Christopher Nolan. And uh, I can't remember the exact like resolution he like goes for, like the millimeters, millimeters. seventy millimeters, yeah. I think. And like that style, like it really like worked well for. I'm still not convinced. Yeah, no, I'm still we, not convinced. We actually didn't see Dunkirk because we didn't see it on IMAX seventy millimeters. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, like just like the way like uh, I don't know, it looked really pretty to me. Yeah. And like the aspect ratio was nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's really as a film connoisseur. Uh, okay, who saw Valerian? It drinks <laughs> Lacroix every day. I love. We are not sponsored by Lacroix. And it's really, it's it's really worth mentioning and like really sticking to like it isn't heavy handed. There's yeah. a moment where like uh, they're trying to get on the boat to get them out of there, and so they find a body and they try to bring it out so they can get into the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it feels tense. But everyone on in the line that they pass, and even themselves, is like composed, and you can just mm-hmm. tell that their anxiety and fear is within. Mm-hmm. They never like show it, like they kind of show it in their eyes and stuff. But it's you can feel it, and then not it's not like some sad I, music. I and it feel like I've yeah. seen like other war movies, but yeah. I can't go back yeah, exactly. there. Like all cry, like have you seen what's out there? It's terrifying. Well, Killian like, Murphy has that moment, but he does it very well. Yeah, he well, it's Killian Murphy. He's yeah. an excellent actor. He's but like, I feel like in other war movies, there's like a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, like totally. That, yeah, they're just like panicking. It's like okay. Yeah. Get, Calm you, down, you, you baby, pansy. Get out there and get shot like the rest of them. Or it's like Titanic, and then there's like a group of like violinists, like boys, <laughs> one last song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what they played, right? <laughs> right. And they would have known that song, right? It came out like six years. <laughs> 
it six years before the movie, so they would have known it, right? Yeah. And awesome. The moment when the timelines finally sync up is really tense because it's kind of all hinges on Tom Hardy sort of making this shot. It sort of it all hinges on this dogfight between Tom Hardy and this uh, enemy plane and him shooting it down, and it's really tense and it's really good. And then it kind of wraps up in an optimistic ending and. Yeah, it's a well-told story about this one instance of World War II. It's really good. And I'm not a fan of the genre, and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. I'm not going to... That's gonna, our view. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't... I, I know a lot of people are very over the moon. Oh, yeah. People uh, are But like, I just... Yeah. It's pretty good. It's really good. Good. I've seen a lot of, like, perfect film themes from, like, a lot of, like critics i follow yeah i don't know like i get it yeah sure i I guess i'm just not a fan of the genre (laughs) yeah me too i was like yeah that was good like a lot a lot of people like historians like i have studied the tomes and this movie felt like the conclusion to my yeah to my like my hope for knowledge or some shit i don't fucking know i was at the period pyramids (laughs) read the ancient hieroglyphs of world war ii (laughs) i know what it's about (laughs) Moving from something grounded to something completely not grounded <laughs> whatsoever. Something floating in space. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, Valerian in the city of a thousand planets? Yeah. That's what it's called? Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Directed by Luke Basson. You may know him from The Fifth Element or Lucy, starring Cara Delevingne and Dane DeHaan. Mm-hmm. As the titular Valerian. And, and you can Cara tell Delevingne the original the city of the original, yes, the original <laughs> title of whatever this thing is based on is Valerian and Laurel Laureline Laureline. Yeah, and it's like that's what the title is, but they dropped her name because they apparently hate her because <laughs> she has terrible Valerian. terrible moments in this movie. Carrie, Folks, Carrie, let's not get into it just yeah. yet. It's not really surprising that they dropped the main yeah. woman so character's let's set, right. name. So let's set this up. Um so Valerian is based on a graphic novel that apparently is world renowned. <laughs> it started fucking... in the fifties and it was very popular in France. Yeah, it's uh, this... Luc Besson read it growing up yeah. and his dream movie ever since he was a child was making a Valerian film. So it's this oh, sci fi epic. My yeah. god, did he make one? I... <laughs> he did it. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't see it. Y'all saw it. Me and Carrie witnessed something. <laughs> so, what do you guys got? So, the opening scene was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. The opening scene of the film is, like, it takes place on that uh, space station out, and, like, it begins with, like, like all the civilization on, civilizations on Earth eventually coming up there, and it's like, oh, friendship, we're working together. But then eventually, like, aliens show up and, like, Ooh, friendships working together and like more and more aliens and, and some yeah. of them are like all creepy and goopy and like oh <laughs> there's, hello, like, there's sir. a sequence where there's like people who are on the ship already are welcoming whichever new civilization it is and it's like human human monster terror nightmare and it just keeps getting progressively like more slimy and weird and amorphous but yeah but that and was then funny. eventually that's I assume that station grew into the yeah, city it's of a thousand planets. Yeah, the city of a thousand planets is basically there's a not bunch actually of a thousand planets n- in this city. It's a thousand city. Pro- planets oh, represented gotcha. by this conglomerate of people basically okay. pulling United, hitching, hitching a trailer. United onto States, there. the continent of a fucking uh, dozen <laughs> countries. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Aliens that, hitch their trailer onto this fucking so that like whole sequence happens. Station. It takes like five minutes, and uh, you're like, okay, we're gonna finally to Valerian. Not yet. <laughs> There's another thing you gotta learn about. Uh, it takes place on the, this beach planet with these gross CGI monsters, people. 
Like, and they Tyrion... live in big vagina what? shells. Oh my! <laughs> so like a big like selling point from like the interviews I've seen of this movie is like Dane DeHaan and Carl Delvey be like, so much of this movie is CGA, and by so much I mean pretty much all of it. <laughs> We exclusively filmed on green screen, and like I saw a Jimmy Fallon interview where he told Jimmy Fallon that, and he was like, "Whoa, it was all green screen! <laughs> what? It's awesome, man! Yeah!" And then like he showed him a clip, and I was like, "That's oh!" <laughs> like you can so easily tell because it looks so like uncanny Episode valley. Two? <laughs> yeah, it looks. It it reminds me so much of the Phantom Menace. Yeah. It looks so gross, and it gets worse and worse the more the movie goes on. Uh, so they're on this beach play with all these gross people who live in vagina shells. Fish people, and the they have pearls everywhere. Like the girl, <laughs> the little... girl wakes up and like has a basin full of pearls next to her bed, and she like washes her face with pearls. And I was as like, as soon as yes. they like touch her skin, it like turns into liquid. It's like, mmm. It's like, well, oh. no, it doesn't. Well, is this the alien it... lady from the trailers? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. the blue lady. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, George. She dies. Yeah, she dies immediately. <laughs> all right. Her entire planet gets like genocided from like a war that's happening just out just outside their planet but they didn't see it <laughs> so who the fuck is valerian and laura we're Lynch? getting to okay. it <laughs> because as the lady died she sat on a shockwave and the shockwave somehow then, hit valerian and then valerian played by dane dehan wakes up and he's like whoa <laughs> don't worry in his first scene he is wearing a swimsuit <laughs> okay. he is on, he is on a beach planet but not the beach planet you think of because it's a hologram on his spaceship. On his spaceship, which he shares with Cara Delevingne. And he shares some very date-rapey comments with Cara Delevingne, who's his partner. Uh, he is, like, some four-star, like, Wait, are, is there, is, there some, is there a solid relationship here, or is this just, like... They work together. Oh, okay. And he is, like, a ladies' man. <laughs> but he wants to get with Cara Delevingne, because she's, like, she's everything. Who are we going to get to play this brazen ladies' man? Uh, Dane DeHaan, probably? Like, yeah, there's, like, a yeah. whole sequence where, like, Cara Delevingne shows him pictures of, like, Every, like, woman he's had sex with is like, oh, there's so many women I've had sex with. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe you keep records of all the women you've had sex with. He's like, I can't help it. I just have sex with so many fucking women, man. <laughs> but I love you, Cardellman. Will you marry me? <laughs> okay, so they get the shockwave. And... They get the shockwave, and then they get this mission to, uh... They get this mission to like go to the like this desert planet where there's like this internet like thing happening. Carrie knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's what's so weird okay, about it. Okay, so they Carrie, have you explain to, this to me because there's no way I can solidify so what this to, book they, it is. They pose as tourists to go to this virtual bazaar. And it's which uh, is like this plain desert, but you put on the VR. You put on goggle. a VR helmet, and you're all of a sudden in a mall. <laughs> and, uh, but it's like it's in another dimension, and they have to basically intercept this package that is being delivered. This like trade to, deal that's happening to John Goodman. John, John Goodman, Goodman cameos as a gross, slimy <laughs> alien man. <laughs> that was the best part of the movie. But yeah, so they have to intercept this package, and there's a whole hijink sequence. He falls through a bunch of a bunch of floors. The worst and part different... of all of that was like for me is it all is it's all virtual, right? Yeah. So it's in this virtual world, and then it cuts to uh, you know the desert where there's, oh yeah, they're just there's running absolutely around. nothing, and it's just people wandering this desert <laughs> like idiots. But it's yeah, so oh my god. So the package that they intercept is this little rat thing, little, little rat. That shits pearls. If you feed this rat a pearl, it shits out thousands more pearls. 
Hey, was this the stuff that the lady was washing her face with? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Basically, so, they need that pearl that the lady was washing her face with to like save their like colony. Because there's extinct. a ton of energy in the little pearls, and this creature, whatever you feed it, it shits out the energy. So, it, so no, it shits out whatever you fed it. Oh. So like, there's a sequence when Cardellian's like, "I'll give you my diamond earring because I'm a girl." <laughs> And it shits out a bunch of diamonds, and it's like, oh, you're a girl. <laughs> okay. Anyway. And so their goal is to get the thing to the... the, the, the there's like... There's there's a lot going on in this I movie, George. Fucking, We're in the first half there was, hour. <laughs> there was a point in this movie where I leaned over to Ryan, and I was like, I spaced out for the last 20 minutes. I have no idea what's happening in the movie now. <laughs> so, like, jumping forward, so they got the rat fucking thing. And yeah, basically, they're in, they're, in, they're in the city of a thousand planets now, yeah. which is just a fucking nether nightmare of, like... You know the ending scene of Phantom Menace where it's yes. like that's... It's, all of that. It looks uh, okay. just as bad. Okay. 1999 CGI looks that bad. Uh, and basically, there's like this radiation thing happening like in the middle yeah, of the like city. Yeah, like at the core. And they can't, and they have to, like, they investigate can't get what's to happening it. with that. And maybe it's happening like something is happening. Like maybe the government's part of it. <laughs> Who gives a fucking shit? It's so fucking, like, easy, simple, but, like, everyone speaks about it being, like, this crazy thing. Oh, God, like, this grandiose thing you could not possibly comprehend and how wondrous it is. Yeah, it's all it's all that. And basically what happens is there's some that happen in the middle of this city, and they have to figure it out, and Dane DeHaan and Cara Delphi keep getting separated, and they keep, yeah. like, doing these weird bits of, like, having to fight each other. Cara Delphi, at one point... Has to like put a squid over her she head. She shoves her head in a jellyfish's ass yeah. to get information. Ba- the s- jellyfish basically feeds her the information of where Daydahan crash landed. She, m- she mind melds with a jellyfish's sphincter, and then it gives her gives her the information. And that then she needs. <laughs> but she can't stay there too long, otherwise oh. it'll eat her memory. Yeah, her memories of Daydahan's hot ass. <laughs> she loves him, but she uh, won't admit it. There was another great scene where Cara Delevingne. <laughs> Was it the but? It was the butterfly. It was scene. the butterfly. Scene, so basically, she, after she rescues Dane DeHaan, like he's all like, "Oh, I, I, oh, you spit." She's you like, saved. "Why didn't you say thank you?" And he's like, oh, "I would have done it too. I wouldn't thank you. I, you wouldn't thank me if I did it." I'm handsome. Uh. <laughs> and then she's and then she's he's want, like giving her this these, rant. And there's all these butterflies flying around, and there's this whole tense moment between them and then Cara Delevingne's literally like ooh pretty butterfly and touches one and he's like oh don't touch them and then she's like shwink and gets sucked up because it was on a fish hook and then she gets fish hook. then she gets they taken to Ryan's people. favorite scene which oh is a, a makeover montage <laughs> basically she's in this jail cell and this alien that like doesn't like speak the language or, like have like these chips that lets you like speak any language is like <laughs> like it speaks like a monkey and it's like it holds up dress like wear this dress and she's like are you fucking kidding me? Like, she just keeps yelling at this, like, weird, like, gr- gross, slimy. They're all fucking slimy. They're all fucking gooey. It's weird. And he keeps trying to put her on dress. And she's like, fine. I love dresses. Eh, my dress. There was a scene where she... Oh, my God. There was a uh, scene where... There's a scene where her and Dane DeHaan are trying to, like, jump into their ship because they're being chased by this horrifying creature. And they land inside their ship and the bay door closes and they're like, oh, we're safe. And then Cardell means like, oh, he ruined my dress. And it's like, <laughs> Anyway, so Dane DeHaan, he knows Loralee, the love of his life, the girl he's proposed to six times by now, by the way, uh, has been trapped by these people and she's probably going to get eaten or something. Or scalped, maybe. Or scalped. <laughs> Wait, by who? 
the the there's this whole society of it, this is the city of a thousand planets. There's right. a lot of so cities on this planet. There's the they they're basically in like adjacent to the red light district of this place, mm. and there's these uh. They're just, like, they're the goofy comedy relief aliens, and they're, like, there's this whole ceremony happening where they're trying to feed the king, that guy, something, and, uh, there's, like, a whole procession, and they're trying to feed him stuff, and then and Cara she, Delevy... she gets all caught up in that, but the best scene is Dean DeHaan knows this, so you know where he goes? A strip club. Okay. He goes to a strip club, <laughs> Well, George. He goes to a strip club. Well, because he's, he because, needs, um, in order to get Ethan in... Ethan Hawke... Alien man. In order to get convinced... into this place, not anyone not of this species isn't allowed. So uh-huh. he has to find a thing to morph him into a mm. thing, and so he needs a shapeshifter. I have lost the thing. So they need the <laughs> the thing that eats the thing. And we're getting to it. Okay. So anyways, he meets Rihanna alien, which is oh, like. Okay. See, this is where me and Ryan differ. I really liked that scene I where hated the movie that just stopped dead for Rihanna to have a. Let's see how many cliche Halloween costumes we can have Rihanna try on and dance in. And There's like an entire Rihanna keeps, music it keeps video in this back, movie. It keeps cutting back to Ethan Hawke playing at the piano like, ah. And then cuts back to Cara Delevingne still about to be eaten. <laughs> so yeah, basically, uh, he he eventually gets Rihanna to come with him. They go save Laureline. They eventually get to the fucking core, and it's like, oh, they, they... it's not radiation. Maybe it's a government conspiracy. <laughs> who would who would have fucking guessed it? Was... Carrie, was it was it just me, or was this was that really obvious? I don't remember <laughs> exactly. That's the problem with this movie. It's so much, and it's just all just the worst. So much of everything. I still don't know what the goal of the movie was. Uh... Uh... Okay. <laughs> Basically, the goal of the movie was this whole race of people, the blue, gross people from the start of the movie, were wiped out, right. and the ultimate goal is to find out why they got wiped out, right. and how they can re- give them their society back. Uh-huh. Yeah. In the end, I guess they did it. Like, it, it's really unclear, because like, they were living in like, the middle center area of this planet for like years yeah. without no one knowing, and they like developed their own... like home there in like this like yeah one of those like rooms in like sci-fi movies where like you can set it to be like anything mm-hmm. so like they the had, holodeck like, the a holodeck room, a yeah. room of requirement a room of requirement so they had like a whole room that was just like their planet and they're like we need to get our planet back yeah mm-hmm. we need those pearls and that thing that shits more pearls <laughs> okay and then like dana Han finds out the government did it and then the government, oh okay gotcha the government did it and then like the guy got fired there was a great scene where, like, he found something out. He's like, oh, b- 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 b. like that old cliche. That's it. And then, and then, like, they save the day. And then Dean Dahan and Cardelvin have sex in space, and I guess they're getting married. And they're Do they? Off for another adventure. Well, not explicitly. Okay. You don't, don't, you don't see. You so don't, it sounds like you don't this. See it happen. So it sounds like this movie is really silly and tries to be something grand, and it doesn't uh-huh. really yeah. reach that. Yeah. Not um, even close. So my thing is like a lot of people said like folks, it's time to admit to ourselves that Cara Delevingne does not have a future in acting. Is this that movie that Solar Solaris? This lit- was her third strike. Yeah. <laughs> Look, to be fair, the writing for her no, character it was is terrible. The writing for her character especially was terrible. terrible. And I get that she was probably based off like a 50s stereotype of a woman. Right. But like, 
come on. Come on, man. Like, everything about her was just, like, so stereotypical. Like, it sounds like she was just, My like, dress! Yeah. Oh, pearls! Pretty butterflies! <laughs> this sounds like she was made, like, this airhead bitchy character. Who's Dude, really hard to get. But she's, like, she's, like, uh, she's, like, the by-the-book one of the two of them. Oh. So he, she's all, like, rigid in rules, and he's all, like, whatever, Carter. Whatever, man. I'm Dean DeHaan. American heartthrob. Every woman must have sex with me. And then yep. she has sex with him at the end. Because, oh, fuck. No one don't. can resist the Dahan. Dahan. Well, this movie bombed, so it I did. don't think we'll give Valerian 2, and I don't think Disney will have Valerian uh, Valerian world. Land. Valerian <laughs> Land. Uh, Nate Dean Dahan, star of Valerian. Valerian Land. Uh, <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> they're, they're, my favorite joke in this movie was uh, Cara Delvey, like, she, she picks up what she believed to be Dane Dahan, but it's actually Rihanna Alien dressed up as him. Because, like, she can morph into anything. Right. And Rihanna, as Dane DeHaan, is like, hey, baby. <laughs> to her, and it's, like, ridiculous. Okay. It's like Dane DeHaan doing an impression of himself. And it's, hey, baby. Hey, baby. It's good, real good. bad. 10 out of 10. Well, it's be- real before bad. Before we move to the next movie, uh, Wish Upon, uh, Rihanna, how, what was we, how, what did, Rihanna's input to this movie uh, was valuable. She died two minutes okay. after <laughs> after her striptease scene. Okay, well. And plus, she played just a bunch of CGI monsters. So, like, was she even, like, in it? Really? In it, really? Did she just do voices? It was just kind of a shoot, one-day shoot. She was there, because she did the dancing and stuff. Yeah, but, like, that that could have been, like, one day yeah, of shooting. Yeah, probably. Do you think Rihanna did, like, the ping pong ball suit to motion cap her characters? Do you I think she would, would do that? I would love to believe that she would. <laughs> like, Anyways. same here, but, like, man. Anyways, Valerian. See it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Anyways. See it? With a question mark? That's my review. Carrie, were you the only one who saw Wish Upon from us? Uh-huh. All right, so all I know about this movie is that there's a box... And there's this girl who's getting bullied or something. I don't understand. Something. It's always some girl being bullied. And she gets this box, and she. It's a metaphor for society, George. Right. By um, metaphor, I mean. It's all right, she finds she finds the death note and she writes the name <laughs> down the thing. <laughs> okay, so she finds this box and she makes a wish on it, and then it's a monkey's paw thing, and then shit goes bad. Yeah. And it's a spooky. Much. It's spooky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tell me about it, Carrie. Um. Is well, it good? Uh, what do you think, George? <laughs> I assume not. This was directed by what guy again? He did like another bad horror movie. Let me look uh, it up. I don't know. I don't it remember. It was something. I remember it was something that you and me saw together. Oh shit! And it was Ouija two. No, Ouija it was two. just the worst. Uh, I don't know, but I will look it up. Uh, as... Her so she comes into possession of the box when her uh, dad. He's a dumpster diver. Okay. And he oh, finds nice. he finds this box outside this fancy house, mm-hmm. and he gives it to her. And she she is she's a very unpopular girl. Annabelle, the director of oh. Annabelle. <laughs> oh no, topical. But uh, yeah, I was just waiting for that because I was like, who who let this Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Holy shit! Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, now I'm interested. Okay, so she finds the the box. Her dad goes into the dumpster diver and she finds it, and she gets sent to the Nether Realm. And Shao Kahn was like, "It has begun." Uh, no, but for real, Shao uh, Kahn was in the box, right? He was the one killing uh-huh. everyone. He was the demon. 
Anyways, so yeah, she finds. What the, happened in this movie, Carrie? It's it, it sounds so simple. It sounds like a yeah. girl gets bullied and it gets shit on, gets a box. Oh, guess what? She, it's yeah. Yeah. Be she, careful what you wish for, baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she she's like she wishes to get rid of the popular girl who bullied her. No, this movie is so like trying to be wired in on teens. It's oh, one man. of the worst examples I've ever seen. There's literally a scene where uh, I like the main character that she she doesn't just like let the bullying happen she tries to like talk mm, back to these okay. people and there's a scene where the popular girl walks past her and the main girl is with her two uh, also outcast friends and uh they're laughing and the popular girl's like i'm sorry what were you laughing at and she's like oh i wasn't laughing uh what'd you say and then she's like oh i just called you uh ultimate smegma and then the, the girl's like what does that even mean? And then one of her, uh, uh, one of the main girl's friends is like, here, here, I got you. And like hands her a cell phone. And so there's a scene where she's literally reading the Urban Dictionary definition oh of smegma to this popular It sounds girl. like, oh, okay. And so there's that. And then the, one of the, her friends is also playing this monster hunter game the entire time. So Pokemon Go. And she's like, I have to get to oh, the next Oh, an augmented level. reality game? Like yeah, she, oh, exactly. Okay. She's holding her phone up and oh, catching okay. monsters. And so, yeah, it's a very, it's a very hip. You said Monster Hunter, which is the name of like an actual, actual game. game that's called Monster Hunter. Oh. Sounds like she's playing Monster Hunter. Huh? Okay. No, no, no. Bad, edgy. Pokemon Go, but with monsters. Garfield okay. Go. She was Garfield Go. Oh, yeah. That's a real game, He's always game, by Carrie. the lasagna. Yeah. And I'm trying to find talking points in this movie, but I just, it there's seems not like there's nothing much. to say there's about it. There's nothing much to say. The kill scenes Do are funny. Okay. Like, like, basically, she makes the most superficial wishes that you would ever expect. Right. Like, they set her up as this, like, no, there's more to her her than meets the eye character. I'm but not she's every like, girl. She wishes that the popular girl's gone. She wishes that the most popular boy in school would love her. She wishes mm. that she was the most popular girl in school. And it's like, I don't give a shit about this dumb bitch. And then, um, the, but yeah, the death scenes are kind of funny. Like my favorite one is cause the, basically the crux of the box and it's all written in Chinese. So she can't read it, but that her school offers Chinese. So she can kind of read it cause she's in Chinese class. And, uh, then uh, she sees that you can make wishes, and she. But every time that you make a wish, there's a blood price that has to be paid. And so it keeps killing people. And the first victim is this estranged uncle that she talks to once in the movie. That must have really she, affected her. Yeah, it was really, really, really upsetting. But uh, so he dies by. He's getting into the tub, and he slips and cracks his head on the edge of the tub on the back. But, not dead yet, he kind of wakes up, he's like, and he jolts and hits his forehead on the bottom of the faucet. Oh. <laughs> and that kills her. That's just wow. really depressing, because that just sounds like it's something that could actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was completely unrelated. Yeah, to so the box. Funny. And then there was another, but, uh, the, yeah, she's, the main girl's like, I wish that she would just rot, and then she wakes up, and then they're like, That's her face is falling. Yeah, they're just like... It's oddly specific. Yeah, yeah, like, that's why I thought when I was watching the trailer, like, who's like, I wish you would rot. She's just that quirky. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the other funny death scene is, uh, well, there's several funny death scenes, but, uh, <laughs> there's this neighbor lady that she, like, any character that this main girl talks to, then you, she doesn't talk to many people, so you're like, oh, well, I guess that person's gonna be the next, <laughs> the next blood sacrifice for this demon box. 
and uh, the lady is trying to she's fucking with her garbage disposal and it's 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 very very intuitive cinema because it's like oh it's it's faking you out it's like oh no her hands in the garbage disposal it's gonna get ripped uh, off okay. but then there's yeah. a there's a steaming pot behind her on her stove that she keeps reaching for and it's like oh the pot's gonna explode maybe i don't know but then she goes back to the garbage disposal and her braid falls in it and it rips her braid Jesus. and it breaks her neck and this i was just because she, she can't quite reach the switch and then uh i was thinking to myself okay your garbage disposal couldn't handle those fucking baby carrots but it can break your neck but yeah Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's it's a funny mo- the best way that I can uh, anecdotally say how little of an effect this movie has is me I went to see it with my mom and in the theater with us were a group of preteens as you could expect right and, and they the target they, audience they right were here. they were talking through the entire movie uh-huh. and running around the theater and throwing things and I didn't even say anything <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm not gonna be the person who's like hey could you keep it down I'm trying to watch Wish Upon here okay. that's how I felt during but, Bad Santa yeah it's, it made me think of that exact same thing it's like it was exactly that like I just but, made a phone call but, <laughs> I didn't even care it's so good <laughs> but but yeah, basically, at the end of the the, the end of the movie is also good because you get the you get a set amount of wishes and then afterwards you get killed. Oh, and okay. uh, she's like, I wish I could. Well, her mom killed herself. They set that up at the beginning, and then she, there's a part where she wishes that she could go back, or no, that her mom never killed herself, and it's. So then it fucks with time, and then she finds out her mom had the box, and that's oh. why she killed herself. And then it's like, oh. but what then, do you mean terrible then, movie? Then, then she wishes to go. Her she uses her final wish. She's like, I wish I could go back to the day and never find this box. And so she gets rid of the box, or she like she has this friend, this love interest friend aside from the popular boy, who. God, there is more to talk about with this movie because the way she words the wish is she wishes that he was madly in love with her and he turns into a psycho stalker. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but so there's this other Asian friend who's been helping her oh, this whole okay. movie yeah. to navigate this creepy ornate box from China. And uh, But uh, she gives it to him and it's like, bury it, get rid of it. I don't want to see it anymore. Don't even look in the box and, or don't even look in the bag. And he's like, okay. And then she she's like fixing all these loose ends in her life after she gets rid of the box and she's like everything's great and then she walks out of the street and gets hit by a car. <laughs> it was com- it was comical. Like it, she got like hit Final by the car. Destination. Like Mean exactly. Girls. Fucking yeah. yeah. But she got hit by the car, flung into the air, lands on a different car. She got hit by the popular girl. Um, the popular girl killed her. Oh, and so wow. did the box like it's land so on her fucking no, passenger that, seat? <laughs> that would have been funny. No, but she the movie ends with the main girl laying on top of this car and her eyes like go cloudy and then she's dead and then it's the credits start rolling and me and my mom start leaving and then oh, there's wow. a mid credit scene <laughs> and I it's the it's the Asian friend and I was like oh so he's gonna open the box and say wishes and that's what happens so wish upon two like like he is getting set to bury it and then he's like i wonder what's in here and he takes out the box and he looks at it and he's like wishes huh and then he starts making wishes with it and i was like wish upon two coming at you next year straight to netflix all right good movie moving on uh I think this movie, last month we were talking about, this is the movie that we wanted the most to be good, but we were not sure it was going to be good. The Emoji Movie. Oh, God. You Stop already made the joke, Ryan. That up. God damn it. 
TJ Miller was in no. TJ Miller straws is the titular or titular emoji. You know, emoji. overall, I felt I felt that I'd give that movie a big thumbs down. I was pretty mad. I give it. that the thumb the thumbs down emoji. Down. Fuck. <laughs> but yes, a top no. Well, now <laughs> Atomic Blonde was a movie that we hoped was good. Um, Charlie's Theron really didn't know about it much about it. That it seemed kind of like a John Wick character, but she's yeah. uh, it's more kind of John Wick, kind of James Bond. Um, and yeah, there wasn't really much to go off from the synopsis or the trailer. It just looked like Charlie's Theron kicking butt, and it looked good. Um, Very stylized. And man, yeah. I walked out of that movie with a lot of thoughts. Uh, go I think for it, I think it's good. It's ah man, it's tough. So this movie does a lot of great stuff, but man, is its narrative really confusing, and I think it's purposeful to be silly, because like, ah, it's ridiculous, right? But it's just kind of annoying, and blah, but the colors look so good, and the soundtrack is fantastic, and the cinematography is deliberate, and the pacing is so good, and they know when to just not put any music and to just let it speak for itself. Ah, I really like this movie. Ah. How do you guys feel about this movie? It's all right. It's okay. God damn it. It's just me. I knew it. Oh. No, like, I agree with you. I love the style. I love a lot of the fight scenes, especially, like, the the one at the end. That was... Mwah. Mm, ah, ah, yes. But, like, yeah, it felt so, like... The plot felt very, like, familiar. Yeah. The plot's and, not great. And, like, a lot of, like, the side characters were just, like, yeah. have nothing. And even Charlie's Throne's character was, like, eh. Yeah, I get James that. McAvoy. I need to make like a list of like every time in a movie where she a character yeah. is introduced by getting out of a bed that has more than one woman in it. Because <laughs> that is how James McAvoy is introduced. Mm-hmm. He gets out of bed. There's two women. Whoa, he's always having sex. I need a list of mo- of actors that James McAvoy has spit on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like James McAvoy's character. I didn't like the Charlie's Throne's love interest stalker character. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what about that scene where Charlie's Theron meets Sophia Batea? That was pretty good. Was the pretty lighting good. and the, the how close the camera was. That was pretty good. It looked pretty Her good. dress was pretty good. And the music was really good. And oh, it was really good is what I'm trying to say. I agree with you. Uh, I just feel nothing. No, yeah, I totally. Uh, Carrie, what do you, what do you got to say? Yeah, I, I, I really I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. But I just, it ne- I guess I never clicked with it that much like i couldn't understand what was happening or why and it was like we need this list because it's a list of all the yeah bad it's people. like okay, yeah and it's a list of spots you gotta get so it like, but this it's guy, on this watch this guy knows this list, it's the so watch list get, get it this guy, uh, <laughs> and jay's mcavoy's like oh fuck you bitch and <laughs> i'm the man pulling the strings and yeah uh yeah. but I it's the story's not great. It's so But you don't blah. go into it for the story, do you? You go in for I think, the but visuals I, and action which To is be all fair, good. all of John Wick's story and I I didn't like John Wick. I should rewatch it. I didn't love it when I first saw it. All of John Wick's story is like they kill his dog and then he gets pissed. Uh and understandable. Then, and then apparently this is based on a graphic novel and I can see it looks like a fucking Frank Miller looking ass uh, graphic novel. Um Man, I don't know. It's not great. It's not even good, but ah, there's stuff about it that's really well done. And I really like the music. I really like the co- like the three covers of that Joy Division song. It's really <laughs> good. 
Ah, man. Look, man, in terms of, like, action movies, I think this is definitely... The aesthetic like, just, is so like, good. Like, just straight action movies, I think it's Charlie really Starring's good. makeup is so good. She puts that fucking mask on. She kicks at that dress with the white straw. Ah, it's so good. Ah. Uh, you really feel, George? He plays fucking Wham! while she's kicking ass. <laughs> it's... Ah, oh, man. It, but the story is nonsensical, and it keeps trying to one-up itself. Like, I'm actually a triple agent. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, wait, what does that mean, that exactly? And it's all like, everything's so complicated. And James McAvoy looks at the fucking camera. You don't fucking know, man. <laughs> These streets are fucking dirty. Loud. Yeah, You don't know, who am I? Who are you? And then, uh, yeah. I don't know. James McAvoy is just a hilarious like, person. I, I love that, John man. Goodman's in it. He's all oh. like, well, we did it again. huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it plays that Joy Division song again. Ah, oh, it's pretty good. It's mm. pretty good. Nah, it's not that good, but I like it a but lot. It's pretty I'll good. probably buy it on Blu-ray. I haven't bought a movie in fucking forever, but mm, damn, it's interesting. It's an interesting movie, I think. It is interesting. I think it's definitely but it's, worth yeah. seeing too if you want a fun, kind of more original. Those I mean, people behind really. us in the theater. Let me tell oh you. My oh my god. god, I forgot about that. Yeah, me too. Oh. There are these people behind us in the theater who, like, I swear to God, it was the first time they've <laughs> ever seen a film ever. <laughs> Every time a character said anything, anything, they'd be like. <laughs> like everything like uh, try to throw would just like call someone a bitch and they would lose yeah. their shit like that's just a thing you say to someone while you're kicking their ass not a joke what's your problem it's like the sort of people i feel like i don't know like just like it's like the greatest day of their life when they saw the fucking deadpool movie like ah oh, it's just <laughs> I would be more mad at that guy, but I feel like that was me during Pirates of the Caribbean 5. That's Captain Caribbean, and that's him right there. Uh, yep. <laughs> is that all you got to say about Atomic Blonde? That. Is that all I have to say about Atomic Blonde? Probably not. Let me think. Uh, yeah, I think the supporting cast, I think it's a very good supporting cast, but I don't think they do much with them. Um, apparently, this is produced by Charlie Theron. So she had some yeah, stake yeah, in it, uh, and I, I, I don't know. It's really good. The action scenes are pretty good. It's directed. By, I didn't know it was directed by the director of John Wick. Yeah. Has apparently. she redeemed herself since Furious? Oh Eight? my fucking yeah. god! <laughs> I mean, I could let that go, but that movie was very bad for her. That was oh. bad. Oh. oh man. So she's back. I guess she's back, baby. Charlie's Charlie's there. Heard it first. Even Charlie's there. She kind of takes a lot of jobs, so it's it's her career is kind of like eh, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I think like the peak was probably Mad Max: Fury Road, but mm-hmm. like she like did Dark Places, which wasn't very good, and yeah, Snow White and the Huntsman or the Huntsman. Remember that movie? Oh, just nope. the Huntsman. <laughs> yeah, that's a sequel. Um, so yeah, let's move on let's to get s- the movie we've all been waiting for. Oh, we've man. teased it a thousand times. In this podcast. The Emoji been... Movie? No, Ghost Story. <laughs> oh, all right. Ryan Lance, Master of Bits. Master of Bits. Ghost Story. <laughs> uh, A24 produced film. Uh, Casey Affleck. Ru- yeah, Casey and Affleck. Rooney Mara. Yes. Um, it one is... of my favorite people and one of my least favorite people. Take <laughs> a wild guess. It is this movie that sort of has a take on life and sort of has some like... Uh, some heavy ideas and uh we see casey affleck as this sort of artist guy and he ha- meets an un- uh, untimely death and he's kind of a ghost i'm like he's not kind of a, he is a he, ghost he is literally a ghost the most ghosty the ghost most, i've ever yeah. seen <laughs> uh, and so he, uh and it's it sort of reveals that like in this 
world of the movie that like people can choose to be ghosts like in a ghost that would they have unfinished business and they mm-hmm. choose to stay and he chooses to stay and he sees uh, Rooney Mara who is his partner when he was alive and he just sees like what how her life goes and what happens after that and he, there's this sort of note that she leaves before she moves out of this house that they lived in and getting that note that's in the walls is sort of his goal i guess i think that's how it's he finds unfinished co- business. that's his unfinished mm-hmm. business um and yeah that's the setup for the movie before i talk about this i really want to hear carrie's yeah before we get yeah well i'll try to be not i'll be nice (laughs) (laughs) so yeah go first carrie carrie i really really like this movie (laughs) and it sucks because i know that these people are like these fucking depressed people they're gonna love it they're gonna eat this shit up and i'm like nah i'm oh my god (laughs) This movie did something to me. Like, I was having existential thoughts at work the entire day the next day because I was just thinking about this movie. And, like, I can see that it's not... It's, like, it's saying that, like, time is important and you don't have as much time as you think. But time goes on and time is really big. And it's, like, I can see the shallowness of parts of it. But I still really like it. So, yeah, it was just like the delivery of that. Because that it's is just, the story. It, that is it, what the movie's about. Like, this is the most, like, because people say this shit all the time where it's like, that movie's really more of an experience. <laughs> and it's like, most of the time it's and like, you okay. usually like spit on people, like, shut up. <laughs> like, all those you. quotes in the trailer were, felt unbelievably hyperbolic and as a writer just felt self-masturbatory. <laughs> but, but then when I was true. But it happened to me. <laughs> I felt those feelings and i was like oh my god i'm gonna die tomorrow then <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch my family stop caring about me so what is it that you think like did it for you because the thing with this movie and it's immediately apparent and for if you're not into this movie you feel oh, like you'll know you right feel, away yeah, you're not into this right movie. away yeah, you'll yeah, feel yeah. like oh no i gotta fucking leave <laughs> right now because that's kind of what i went through my mind uh because this movie is unbelievably slow especially like the moments that like really set up uh or i guess give you the weight of death there's moments there's the longest long shots i've ever seen in a film and like you know what you don't piss me off the most about this movie okay like i fucking love those so much (laughs) i love them every time it like did like a long shot that was like fucking like three to five minutes of just one (laughs) thing happening i i was like it might seem like Yes. Please, the camera stay on this for like two more minutes. The point of the the movie. movie. (laughs) And I get it. And I fucking loved it. (laughs) Like the scene where they're just like in bed forever. Uh, The scene where she's just like putting trash out on the lawn. The pie scene. The pie scene. So, like, without doing too much of a spoiler, uh, Rooney Mara typed this in a lot of There's not much to spoil it. Spoil not it. really. But there's a scene where Rooney Mara just eats an entire pie, like, out of, like, right. she's, like, guilt-eating. Yeah, like, the landlord at- brings a pie once he dies. Yeah. And then she just, like, sees it, and she just eats this whole pie while crying, and Casey Affleck is just watching her, unable to do anything. And she eats the entire fucking pie in one shot. <laughs> and holy shit, I loved it! It was so awesome! 
I got nothing, man. I'm sorry. And I totally get that. Yeah. I don't know what is physically wrong with me to love that and scene so much. I think much. the worst part of this movie is the party scene. Oh, where yeah. Yeah. Philosophy That's when the movie shows because, its hand. Like, okay, yeah. I am. if I had any stakes, I'm out. Because fuck you. Because that, it felt like the movie was... Because I was feeling the feelings that that guy was right. saying before he laid them all out on the table. Let me explain. Yeah, it's and I was like, because like, I was having those feelings, and then the movie was like, okay, you probably don't understand this really high this, art movie. This is a movie. So we're going to have this professor explain it to you. But I feel like everyone who like didn't get it would have left already. Because <laughs> like, Yeah, I was like, what's the point of this scene? I don't understand. And like, yeah, like, <laughs> I, 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 love, I love this movie a lot. Scene like I also <laughs> love this movie, but like there's that scene and like the scene at like um with the uh, Latino family right. in. Oh, there's some problems with that scene too. Like I love a lot of this movie, sure, but like, those two in. scenes like really like took. All right, me let's out. go into the Latino scene. So what's the what's up with that? Uh, this because I have thoughts on it too, and uh, yeah, it's basically like the family moves in, and like I get like the because frustration get... of like right. these other people are in your house, and, and we these... sort of have this idea that it's not the, it's not the best house, so it's kind of cheap. Also, what, did you guys get the feeling that they owned it or rented it? I couldn't tell. I don't know. But yeah, it's not the best house. It's kind of old. Yeah. And so this Latino family moves in, right? Yeah. And they're just living and like he's just kind of like watching them and the kids can like kind of see him, which right. I think is like really cool. Yeah, but, yeah, it was cool. And then there's this scene where like he just gets like angry for seemingly no reason. destroys their entire kitchen. Yeah, he destroys their entire kitchen. And I'm like, dude, like I understand you're mad, but don't take it out on these kids. Like I get like you're yeah. lost and like yeah. time is like kind of moving forward a lot. But like why now? Like yeah. one, I feel like it would have been a lot like more introspective from a movie standpoint if he just like saw these kids yeah. grow up and maybe they were trying to do like a patrick swayze ghost type of thing where he yeah, had to be right. a ghost before for a while before he could interact right because like stuff. if anything but... i would get pissed off at the fucking college kids yeah. for ruining your house that you like loved and like you're like stuck yeah. in forever like the, that yeah. family like took care of it like yeah. they were kids and they like made messes but like they loved that house too Fucking party kids, they ruined it. I would have thrown a fit then, not like to this helpless family who was cowering in the corner yeah. of Sheep Man. Who was very stereotypical. My problem with the movie was one, I got specifically angry because I was like, I saw her was coming. Like, Let me guess, her husband was a fucking shithead and she was able to get enough money to afford this shitty house, but it's enough house and she can live with her with her kids. And it's exactly what happened because they didn't put any subtitles for the Spanish, which is yeah. weird. But they gave the ghost subtitles oh, when yeah. they were yeah, talking they to each other. Yes. <laughs> There's another ghost in the street across and he's also the ghost is also waiting for someone. I Love I that. Love that. Uh, that broke my heart. Oh, like, man. it seriously broke my heart when he was like, what are you waiting for? I don't remember. Yeah. That's so or, sad. Or when he's like, I don't think they're coming back. And he just disappears. Oh! Ah, man, I got but nothing. But he ruined that house. I got nothing. And also, like, like the subtitle thing was also weird because I felt, at first I was like, are they going to well, listen to me like, real quick? But then it kept going for like, like kinda, good 10 it, minutes. It, and I was it, like... I know a little bit of Spanish. Yeah, I don't think it meant to, but it kind of gave this feeling of, oh, what these, what this Latino family saying isn't important. Don't worry. It's yeah. kind of like, oh, I'd like to know what's happening. I'd like to know what they're going <laughs> to do. Especially because if you understand, it adds another layer of shittiness to what he's doing. 
Because, yeah. like, again, yeah, it's the most stereotypical. It was exactly what I thought. Like, it's fucking a single mother who was, yeah. Was that kind of what they were talking about? That's exactly what happened. Like, when she was on the phone, she was talking to a friend about the, the, the guy. Oh, I wouldn't have And how that. she was scared that maybe they'll find him. Like, oh, it, it, really? Yeah, yeah. Holy There's a, li- a layer that they just kind of left it out. This was sinister, As too. someone who was literally <laughs> exactly my life, I was like, okay, yeah, it's it sucks. But the, it's weird that it's subtitled <laughs> that because it's another layer to a shittiness, so. How come a ghost ever destroyed all of mine? But again, maybe, actually, maybe he doesn't Netflix understand. Didn't speak I think, exactly. I think so, that's what that's, it is. I, I think, think about yeah, it. I definitely that's, that's what it is. is but that's like, what it is. Also, like, just because you don't speak their language doesn't mean you right. can destroy That makes more sense, actually, when yeah. I think about it. That makes we sense. Figured, we're problem solving. Figure live. it out. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, for me, the party scene, too. I hate it. It's really so bad. bad. That was the only scene that I felt. Drag just, on too long. I roll all the. Oh, it's really because like it's like this older man at this college party. Yeah. Like stop. Like, yeah, everyone, I was stop talk- having fun. Yeah. And let me tell you about your kids are gonna die, <laughs> and you're gonna die, and we're all gonna die because everything is pointless. And like I bet Casey Apple was just in the corner, like what's going Take on over here, fucking guys? Guy out. <laughs> This uh, guy doesn't we'll even. This guy doesn't game. even get it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah. That really. Took and then me there's out. the scene yeah. where like uh after he goes to the future and he gets turned into a fucking giant business mm-hmm. building and we see the people who are gonna settle in the house and then they get killed. Um. That I think that was pretty cool. That, that was, was pretty cool. cool. I like that. I like um. Yeah. I, I don't have where much. Casey Affleck sees himself. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, where Casey Affleck is himself. Yeah, I made a joke that I was like, eventually it's just going to be a room full of Casey Affleck yeah. looking at each yeah. other. I really wish that would have been seen where like, Casey Affleck is watching himself and he just says to himself, I was a fucking asshole. It's like the um, scene where like, he's like talking to like the realtor lady and just like annoying oh my her God, dad. I can't hear you. Because I'm playing this piano. What? What are you saying? I'm an artist. If you keep playing, I can't. You won't be able to hear me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah what, there's a lot of this movie that I really loved. Oh, I got nothing. The scene where like he's just like on like the gurney and she looks at his body and she just leaves and the camera stays there and like ten minutes later he finally wakes up. So hipster fucking bullshit, <laughs> but I love it so much. And then he, you know, <laughs> the fucking college scene. I don't know, man. It's so bad. It's and so bad. Ke- Kesha was in the movie. She was in the movie, and I looked up like all the other like characters. They were like. Which, now that I think about it. Kesha being in the movie with Casey Affleck is kind of oh no, but I think that this was I think that this movie was filmed before all the shit with Casey Affleck yeah. happened. So, but I, I was I was gonna say like a lot of the side people were like other like musicians that uh, this that I believe the director probably really liked a lot of, like EDM people. Yeah, because Probably. this guy was definitely. <laughs> thing? He directed a big project before this. Uh, Pete's Dragon. Oh, that's what it was. Ooh, okay, that's a drastic change. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But, yeah, I really, I saw this movie again <laughs> with my mom. I've seen it twice now. I don't blame you. Yeah, I got Do you nothing. think Casey Affleck was always in that sheet? I don't think so. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a single I shit. I don't think so. I just, I really like. I, the, I really just... love the imagery of this movie, where it's just this fucking cartoon ass ghost just bopping around in big. Big fields and it's construction so sites. Good. Got nothing. I, I, Carrie, I agree with you. I love it. I don't like to the extent that you love it. I love it a lot. But I love it a lot. <laughs> What's it like to not feel anything, George? Yeah, hey, I've had that <laughs> earlier this year, but not with a movie. But yeah. Oh. Near Automata, let me tell you about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Games. <laughs> it's um, like you've also been haunted by Casey. No, Affleck. but I definitely have the, <laughs> the meaning of life. my house. Destroyed, destroyed your dishes. all of my dishes. <laughs> Uh, what an asshole, but it wasn't even dead. <laughs> I'm researching for a role. 
No, you, that your Casey Affleck impression is terrible. It's. Um. Anyways, a ghost story. If you're a fucking hipster trash like me and Carrie, yeah. I would definitely recommend it. If you're a fucking emotionless husk of a human being like George, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, or knewing, or walking in knewing that. Well, actually, we all knew what was going. What it yeah. was, but it, reson- it resonated was with exactly you guys. Exactly what yeah. I want, what what I expected, but I already knew that I would like what I was yeah. expecting. And, and I, you, I, you were I like, knew. "That's gonna be stupid that's bullshit." Be, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the movies of July. Uh, it's weird for the movies of August because we've seen two of these. I saw this one early. It's still not out by the time we're recording. Uh, but let's start with the biggest release, probably. Yeah, it's the biggest release. Uh, and probably the... Uh, From the uh, guys who brought you King Arthur, Legend of the Seven Sword. <laughs> Weed Rug. Weed Rug Productions brings you the Dark the Tower. The Dank Tower. Uh, so yes, based on Stephen Kill, Stephen Kills. Stephen King's... <laughs> Very popular novels of the Gunslinger. Yep. Um, yeah, that's coming out. We so y'all saw it. We both saw it. So we're not gonna get into it, but I, I guess I'll since I'll be stay the stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Since I, I'll just be the I'll put the role that we normally all play, and that I have no stakes in it, but I really wanted to see an interest album movie that with a. He's pretty, he was, he's pretty good in the movie. Yeah. I'll say that much. Um, so Matthew maybe McCauley. that'll be enough for me. But I, Ricardo, on the other hand. I, I, I guess I never I never had a lot of hope for it being the thing that people wanted it to be. I, and it's also disappointing that it's not good. Well, that it's the critical consensus is that it's not good. Especially thinking about like the, the fucking ridiculous development hell this movie's been because oh, yeah. they've been wanting to make it forever. Um, but yeah, Dark Tower based on Stephen King books. I'm Matthew McConaughey. Idris Elba. We'll talk about it next month. Um. The next movie that I saw, that uh, I we were excited for it a while ago, is Ingrid Goes West. The Aubrey Plaza, Elizabeth Olsen, and O'Shea Jackson. Shoot. Yeah, O'Shea is his first name. I forget his last name. Um, but yeah, it's this movie about. Well, the trailers don't really explain what it's about, but it's Aubrey Plaza plays this woman who's sort of obsessed with people on social media because she's sort of lonely, and the movie explains it. I don't want to give any spoilers, but. Um. Yeah. It. You guys should be looking forward to it. That's what I'll say about it. Yes. Is it more of a comedy? Is it more? It of is a way drama? more of a. Co- it is. Okay. A, a, yeah. It, it's a straight up comedy. You can't really tell what the movie is about. It's very like character driven. I assume too. E kind of. That's what I it's, got from like. It's the a trailer. dark comedy. Okay. It's like the cable guy. <laughs> yes. It's like the cable guy with Jim Carrey, and Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Carrey, don't give me that look that does not trade the audio <laughs> format. Um. Speaking about Elizabeth Olsen. Wild River. Wind River. Wind River. This is Same the one with thing. Elizabeth Olsen, right? Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen, Jeremy Renner. Um, oh, no. <laughs> um, so I, I can't remember much about this trailer. movie. Does anyone else remember more about it? Uh, it's them investigating a murder that happens. Right? Happen, no, uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. That happens okay. on a Native American reservation. And I just think it looks interesting and good. It's like the same people from Hell or High Water and Sicario. Or however you say that. Yeah, Sicario. Uh, or Sicario, if you want to be very fancy. But... Uh, well, I, I've never been fancy. But, uh, but yeah. I can't really, I don't really get anything from the trailer, though. It just seems like, it doesn't inspire me to go watch it. Yeah, I don't know. It seems okay, I guess. It looks like a discount Fargo. Yeah. No. That's why. that's what, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. <gasps> I don't um, know. I, I had to put movies in here. <laughs> um, and boy, did you put movies on that I list. Got, listen, when I went through the list of movies coming out that, uh, the first time before I put on like the maybe we'll see this one movies it was Dark Tower and 
Annabelle and Death Note. And I was like, well, <laughs> we uh, need something. I just thought of one that is coming out, but I don't have no intention of watching it. Uh, Good Time. The next movie by the director who did Heaven Knows he- Heaven oh. Knows Best or Heaven something like that. Oh yeah, the Daniel Radcliffe. Da- no, no, Robert Rad- Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Right. It seems they either take place in New York and uh, they're criminal smuggler something like that. And they're criminals, and his brother goes to jail. And he's trying to bust them out, and it seems like uh, have I don't, you guys read Heaven Knows Best was a wild fucking movie. Have uh, you guys heard like the interviews Robert Pattinson has been giving no. around these movies? I'm just going to say, look into that, because, like, I don't know if it's all accurate, but it seems... Oh, is it about the, the dog? dog. Yeah. I did oh, hear about, about that. the dog? The is dog. that the one? Yeah, yeah you masturbate the, the dog? Where wouldn't jack off a dog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm know not going to see good time. <laughs> I'm hearing from, like, different sources, because, like, I heard that, and I was like, there's no way that's real. There, it can't be. It's that's a dog story all over again. Yeah. <laughs> But like I'm hearing like from some he's told some people it's a joke that he's telling but other but he also went on Jimmy Kimmel and like said the story. And like I read that and the audience was like uh, like they weren't really laughing because Ryan, like, uh, I think you have a new competitor for Master of Bits. Master of Bits. Um, <laughs> yeah. This movie doesn't really do much anything. Best bits. It didn't really do much for me. Yeah, I don't really care to know. I never saw Heaven It's by A24. Yeah, and I never saw Heaven Knows whatever the hell that movie's called. Yeah. Someone should look it up before, so I can finally get that name right. But that movie looked way more up my alley than this one, which is also a movie about uh, drug and addiction. But that movie seemed fucking wild. It seemed like it was really doing a lot of crazy editing stuff. Yeah. And this kind of just seems... There's two trailers. The first one doesn't make it seem abnormal whatsoever. And then the second one alludes to it, but I'm not so sure how much... But either way, I'm not that interested, to be quite frank. Well, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'll just call my friend Rock Patson and tell him that he will not be buying a ticket to his next hit movie. Uh, what's it called again? The Emoji Movie. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Annabelle. Annabelle Creation brought Ooh. to you a prequel because. Oh fucking goddamn it! It's a prequel about, about the spinoff, about the origins, about the one. Oh, God damn it! But it's directed by Lights Out guy, who me and Carrie really like. I like him a lot. As He's a, a good person. He hasn't really. Proven himself with his I mean, so far. But apparently well, Lights Out good. feature films, but... I mean, Lights Out was okay for what it was. I never saw for, like, a PG thir- yeah. for a PG-13 movie, I feel like it's as good as it could get. Ryan, if any other person had directed that movie, you would have been like, that is trash garbage. That's probably true. <laughs> I don't know. It had fun ideas. It, no, there was parts of it that were good, but it was just very, very cliche. And yes. It was, yeah. It's just weird to me that you defend that movie more than you defend The Conjuring 2. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, mean, I really do not like the Conjuring That's true. Too. That's a good point. Uh, but yes, it also has the the actress who played the little girl in Ouija 2. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ouija 2. Ouija 2 is good. That's the movie no. that I would... Def- yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you're out. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't... like. I'm not a fan of the Conjuring universe. Ouija's not in the Conjuring It pretty much is. Thanks. No. Um... But yes, Annabelle, I'd never asked for a... It's a prequel. It takes place in some all-girls school. Apparently it's good. According yeah, to the it has a crazy Rotten Tomato score as of... Uh, Annabelle, the original, was not good. It terrible. Bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It was an awful movie. That doll just sat there and creepy things happened around it. There's the That's Satan That's not a good man. movie makes. There's a Satan Man. Um, I also have here Logan Lucky. I don't know anything about this movie, but I've seen ads for it. Uh, it has it's a heist movie. Heist it's movie. got... Uh, Adam Driver and Channing Tatum are the, the Logan is. brothers. Okay. 
and it's got a bunch of other people that I know, and it's it looks personally. From the, yes, yeah, they're all in my contacts, but uh, uh, it looks like I've only watched a couple trailers, and I just really liked the style of the trailers, and I thought it looked like a funny movie. It looks it's a heist movie where it looks like they're trying to intercept the money that is transported where, that is tied to this big nascar race somehow and they he's like i know how they move it and daniel craig plays this like crazy prison guy who's gonna help them do it and it just looks kind of kind of wacky and fun and i hadn't heard anything about it before i was looking at movies for this coming month okay. and i saw the couple trailers and i was like yeah huh. and i just saw some advertisements for it speaking of movies that i've only seen advertisements for and don't know anything about uh the hitman's bodyguard i wouldn't have known what this movie was it took me a while like what's that movie this is the oh yeah ryan, ryan reynolds, reynolds and samuel jackson. jackson which one's the hitman and which one's the bodyguard uh it's That's uh samuel jackson's the hitman but yeah i don't oh. know but ryan reynolds is his bodyguard and samuel jackson's like ha you're gonna be my bodyguard but i'm the hitman jokes yeah i don't really remember nope. deadpool guys <laughs> i was pretty good at that people tell me august looking great i saw a life recently oh. it's okay it's all right it looks like an alien movie okay i had heard that that movie was comically bad i i, I didn't think it was that bad i thought it was fine i don't know I, I, if they I, I mean it's cliche in points but anyways Life's okay. Um, and yeah, life's okay. Life is terrible. <laughs> uh, the anime man's. The I'm anim- back. Tell us about this book where people write words in it. Death Note is a movie on Netflix. It comes out later this this month. Directed by Adam Wingard, George's boy. I like Adam Wingard. But uh, based Blair Witch, on the no. best. Be- Blair Witch is. Pr- I have the opposite taste of horror movies. Yeah, guys. apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, it's based off the Japanese manga and anime series, but not really because they have taken quite a few liberties with that. Uh, Death Note is one of my favorite books, like, ever. Uh, the anime is also one of my favorite uh, TV shows ever, so I'm very excited for this. Uh, I don't mind all the creative liberties myself just because I've, see- I've watched the show so many times and, like, I've seen, like, the TV series and the Japanese films, and most of it is just, just terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just terrible. So you're saying there's not, it can't get much worse? It can't get much worse, no. Like, I was telling Carrie this, but, like, in, like, the Japanese TV series, the live-action TV series, they replaced one of the main characters with a puppet. That sounds pretty good. No. It <laughs> they is, made him a puppet is, for they, no reason. They made him a puppet for no reason. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It was, it's a terrible show, but the movie might be all right. Nat Wolf. Nat Wolf. <laughs> Leading man, yeah. Uh, I don't know who the girl is. No, nah, maybe. Uh, but uh, Nat Wolf, you may know him from the Big Brothers band or Naked Paper Brothers Town. Band, or Paper's Town. Was he? Was he the one in Vault in Our Stars? Yeah, he was blind. He was the blind, the blind, the blind one named Isaac. And that was his <laughs> ticket to. That's yeah. the kind of symbolism John <laughs> Green. Gives John you. Green is such a such a good writer. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I watch Death Note. I don't really care. I've never, I've you, never seen any, I've never seen anything Death Note. You've never seen it. I know it's years, and you think years of people like telling me that it's extremely good. I'd believe them. You gotta watch... watch all two seasons. Carrie, there's three seasons. <laughs> Carrie refuses to watch it after a certain point. Um, You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> okay. If you ever watch the movie, which well, watch the TV show, which uh, I don't know. It's short pretty short for a mm-hmm. series yeah right yeah it's a, yeah i'm taking a stand <laughs> you're taking a stand here uh, right it's actually a lot shorter than you remember because it's only two seasons yeah. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, and that's... Was, yeah, like, I'm excited for Death Note. I'm as, as interested. Uh, I'm not excited to see Willem the discourse. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Willem Dafoe plays <laughs> Ryuk. The Shinigami. The Shinigami Ryuk. He, lo- he likes apples. He likes apples a lot. Mm-hmm. That's perfect casting. I don't wait till that's the perfect casting. They don't even have to put him in a suit. Yeah, that's pretty suit. good. You just gotta put Willem Dafoe to say, tell me he's a demon. I'm like, all right, I believe you. All right, just make a Willem Dafoe noise. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, wow, beautiful. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, the discourse. It, it has. It's gonna be great. bad. It's not. And like, I get it. I totally. Get yeah, it. sure, but, totally. Like, I've seen so much of this franchise that like is already I'm, bad. I'm, I'm fine with people doing whatever because like it's it's still there and it's still good. So it's not like this is gonna ruin it for me. Ghost in the Shell did ruin that movie for me. That was pretty bad. Oh, man. I keep forgetting about that movie. I keep hearing people defend that movie lately. Fucking whatever. Oh, I do not. What? Oh, yeah. I do not agree with that at it's, all. It's not even awful. It's just unbelievably uninteresting. And, exactly. And, That's what I tell them. Like, yeah, but like it looked good. And it's like, yeah, but so did the original one. It's also not racist. Yeah. Anyways, that's an episode of Movies Are Real for July. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are a listener, I assume, since you've gotten to this point, thank you for listening. Um, but we've always been very bad about plugging things, mostly because we forget and mostly because eh, it feels shilly. Um, but if you are a listener to the show, and if you could do us the grand favor of reviewing us and rating us on iTunes, it'd be great because I, I genuinely think we put on a good show here, I think. Um, and if you could spread the word, that's how the algorithm fucking bumps shit off and makes it more discoverable, whatever. But it helps a lot. Usually folks do this for a new podcast, but I don't know. We might as well be a new podcast. We get some, we have some people who listen. Um, but if you are, if you do listen, if you could do that, that'd be great. Uh, and of course you can find us on the internet doing things, saying stuff, hot wow, takes, hot takes. <laughs> Uh, probably I won't be one of the people complaining about Death Note and how it ruined the thing, whatever the hell. I will not be. I'll, um, I'll probably find some reason to like it. He's got that wolf. He's now wolf's okay. That wolf, right? that wolf is definitely okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, but if yeah. There's one thing about that guy I like. It's that he's, he's okay. He's all right, that guy. Yeah. I have no strong opinions for or against him. <laughs> Remember Paper Town? Carrie Delevingne wasn't awful in that. Was she? she wasn't in it most of the time. That's true. That's true. I don't know Paper Town's being all right, though. I don't know. It's, that movie it's... was just kind of... I feel right. like for a, a movie written about teens, it could have been a lot worse. Well, yeah. But... but... I don't know. I've just become disillusioned with John Green, and I just don't like him anymore. You're not excited for his upcoming book? Does he, he has an upcoming book? I heard that somewhere. Oh, I shit. I think I saw, like... It's probably about a greasy white boy. Who's, there's a girl that he likes a lot. My story? <laughs> William Defoe. My story is finally being told. William Defoe in Fallen Our Stars. I forgot. <laughs> until I just Holy know. shit. It all comes around. There you go. Oh I am I at... I am at Brian Pans on Twitter. Right. I am at J. Cruz Alvarez 26 on Twitter. I'm at Car E. Lyles. Thank you so much for listening. Movies are real, and we'll see you next time. Bye. William Defoe. <laughs>